You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, couldn't be more excited as everybody uh, as everybody listens to this show. We are 70 days away, literally just 10 weeks until the start of fall camp. And I purchased my Athlon's SEC Preview Magazine yesterday. That also stokes the football fires. It is getting close, people. Oh, that's out? That's great. I got to get that today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't go to the store looking for it either. I just popped in the uh, my local Publix and walked by the magazine section, and it jumped out at me. I don't normally see John Mechie staring at me from the magazine section, and I'm like, whoa, Mechie, picking this up here. So, yeah, uh, I didn't see any other magazines. I'm sure Lindy's will be out very soon. But, uh, yeah, I picked up the Athlons uh, just yesterday, which was uh, Tuesday. In uh, at the Publix in uh, in Daphne, Alabama. You know what's funny about Athlons and Lindy's and and all these, uh, even Phil Steele to a lesser extent, because I think Phil Steele is so in depth. I mean, he squeezes so much information in there. You almost yeah. need a magnifying glass to read it all. But um, you know, I feel like we buy these magazines for nostalgia purposes only. Because frankly, yes. we can get all this information online immediately. But there's yes. something yeah. about holding that magazine in your hand that makes it feel like football season's right around the corner, right? It's it's the magazines, you know, the magazine business as a whole is pretty dead for that exact reason. By the time it's published and it's the newsstands, the news has changed. It's out of date. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that say, why are you buying those magazines? That's ridiculous. The, the more current information, is online and you should do that but but i'm with you Luke. It, it, it is the nostalgia it's holding it in your hands it's the reminder of how close football is you can practically smell the stadium when you when you hold the new athlons or lindy's in your hand and, and for me as long as they are putting that magazine out i'll be buying it of course we spend during the summer at the beach which is a great place to flip through and read and 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 basically you know there's there's good inf- there is good information and there it might not be a hundred percent up to date and accurate but you know if you want to sit there and remind yourself what the two deep at, at Ole Miss is projected to be or Arkansas or Auburn or Tennessee or LSU uh, it's just a great way to spend uh, spend your Saturday at the beach. No, and also it is first of all it is a great way to spend your Saturday at the beach, no doubt. But also like the great thing about it, so you don't ever think about Ole Miss is too deep or, you know, if if Elijah Moore is still on the Ole Miss campus or not, which I know he's not, but I'm just saying, for example, yeah. if you don't think about that um, enough to want to actually look it up online, you're so busy as an Alabama fan looking at Alabama stuff that when you have the magazine in your hand and you're flipping through, you're like, oh, shit, Elijah Moore is still there. I forgot about him. So there are some real positives to having that magazine in your hand. And I've got to get one because I'm going to the beach for Memorial weekend. So I got to be able to flip through that thing just like everybody else. I'm excited about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. So 
I'll, I, I get Athlons and Lindy's, sometimes Phil Steele, uh, which, which does just inundate you with information. His, his magazine is so different than the others. I would say the other magazines are for entertainment and his is informational. No, uh, I agree. Street, Street and Smith's, you know, I often get that too. But, but, but you know, it's just like you said, it, it, sporting news, you know, uh, it's just nostalgia. But Athlons and Lindy's is what means the most because they do such a in-depth job of covering the SEC and recruiting and last year's recruiting, this year's recruiting and, and all the articles. And, of course, uh, you know, you'll have your, your Alabama cover, your, 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 your Auburn cover. And so, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, you know, I got it just yesterday. So it, it always – and then doing the countdown, like I said, you know, as people are listening to this on Thursday – it's uh it's 70 days exactly 10 weeks until camp starts so and my understanding is by the way the team starts working out as a team on monday next monday so the whole team that's there and i believe all of them are there they'll start working out i'm not exactly certain what the rules are in terms of of of, of who they're working out with i know it will be the strength staff i believe they're allowed to do some football like things but, but certainly not practice in the practice sense. That'll start at, at fall camp. But to my knowledge, the uh, the whole team is there. Well, we'll t- talk about that when we come back from this break. We'll be back in just a second. Let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is where you want to go for all the parts your car will ever need. All the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. When you see that box that says, hey, how'd you hear about us? Put in Locked On or Locked On Bama. We would appreciate it. Rock Auto has everything you need at rock bottom prices. Maybe that's where the Rock Auto comes from. I don't know. I've never investigated, but I think so. Rock bottom prices at rockauto.com. Look, you know you got a friend that can handle your car, uh, a mechanic, a buddy, a brother-in-law, a sister-in-law, whatever it is. Um, So you want to go get your parts at rockauto.com much less expensively than at your normal box store or whatever. And it saves you from being ripped off. Go to rockauto.com. They are the absolute best. Rockauto.com. Also, I want to tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to place that bet. Look, I, th- I bet you can even bet on the SEC baseball tournament. I haven't tried that, but I bet you can. Um, but I know you can bet on Major League Baseball. I know you can bet on reality TV, NBA playoffs, college football futures, college basketball futures. Whatever you want. The ponies. You into the ponies? Go get you some pony bets. Uh, You can also bet on poker. You can bet uh, on blackjack. You can, as as I said, bet on reality TV if you're into that sort of thing. Go go do it at at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. Promo code locked on will get you a 50% welcome bonus. 50% welcome bonus. 50% free money at betonline.ag. You can't beat that with a stick. It's free money. Jimmy and I love to take care of you guys. This is our way of giving back to the community 50% free money at betonline.ag. Go check them out ASAP. Jimmy, you had a theory on the numbers. Why don't you throw it at me, bro? Yeah, it, it, and again, this isn't like this isn't an answer of what's going on, but when all of the freshmen enrolled this past week, they all showed up and it, so it feels like there won't be any gray shirts because most people thought, "Wow, we must be gray shirting a bunch of the Freshmen, that's how we're going to make the rule under the 25 and the 85. Um, 
I think two things to watch for, and, and none of this may ever be public information. Nick doesn't like making things public that he considers private. And sometimes I think Nick is literally perplexed as to why fans want to know stuff like this. Like, I think Nick's like, why do y'all care about that? Just watch the games and cheer for the team. Uh, I, I think it, it perplexes him that we're interested. But anyway, here's my, my latest theory. As you know, seniors, seniors that returned do not count against the 85. And famously, Chris Owens and Brian Robinson would be excellent examples of that because they were literally out of eligibility and they're returning. I do think it's possible, and again, I'm using the word possible because I don't know this, but it is possible, for instance, Last, some players on the team are seniors that were, you know, that, that would have been seniors a year ago had they not redshirted. Okay. For instance, a good example would be Chris Allen. I'll just use him. LeBron Ray is another one. You know, he, he redshirted because of injury. Chris Allen redshirted his freshman year because he just wasn't ready to play and didn't play. I think kids who have redshirted can waive their redshirt year. In other words, Chris Allen in Alabama can say, hey, you know that year Chris didn't play, so we call it, or, you know, so it looks like a redshirt year? Yeah, not a redshirt year. Not a redshirt year. Yeah, that, that was a year of eligibility for him. So in other words, he was a senior last year. And because he was a senior last year and returned, now he doesn't count against the 85. And again, this is part theory, part actual knowledge. I'm just throwing it out there as for anybody out there that's confused as to the numbers, like how are they doing this? I think that that is possible. I believe it's possible. <laughs> so that's how you get around the 85. And now how do you get around the 25? Um, as crazy as it sounds, you know, I think we could bring in 27 and we bought him 30. And the way you get around that is uh, we didn't have official visits last year because of COVID. Okay. Official visits are big in terms of whether players count against the numbers or not. Because if you're a, re a recruited player and you show up, you count against the 25 if you're a recruited player. And that is often defined, Luke. A recruited player is one that was given an official visit. So if you never officially visited Alabama, then you're not a recruited player. Well, just about the entire class did not visit because we didn't have official visits. So schools and teams are getting around the 25 number by, A, we didn't give these guys official visits. So they're not recruited players, and they are not on scholarship the fall semester. Thus, they are literal walk-ons. So what I think, Luke, is that three or four or even five, but definitely three of the guys in the incoming class will be what we call blue shirts. And blue shirts are guys that show up and they are literally walk-ons because they're paying their own way for one semester, which is just fall semester, paying their way and then they'll be placed on scholarship in January, which means there'll be initial counters against the next class. 
not this previous one. So that's how we can get around the 25. Now, of course, you got to get three guys or more uh, to agree to walk on. Uh, and everybody that we get at Alabama is highly sought after. So it's got to be a, a difficult sell job to some of them. But for those who are really curious about how the numbers could work and how Alabama's bringing in 30 guys and has well over 85 on the roster, that's just kind of a, a primer on, on what might be happening. Boy, that makes a lot of sense to me. At the same time, it also makes me think, eventually, we all got to pay the piper here. Yep. At some point, we got to. I don't know when it is. Yep. And the problem with when Alabama pays the piper is we won't have Nick Saban anymore. I mean, <laughs> because right. Nick Saban is going to kick that can down the road until yep. – you know, he's gone, and then the next guy that's got to come in and be as smart as Nick Saban, and there's nobody as smart as Nick Saban when it comes to <laughs> roster management. So that's, that's what's it. going to be the problem for Alabama. Um, but, you know, that hey, for now, uh, we – I mean, <laughs> so, uh, that's all you can do. Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break because I want to come back and, and probably have a little bit longer segment on some uh, transfer portal stuff. Okay, so Jimmy, we assume the SEC will pass this rule about um, intra-conference transfers getting immediate eligibility. Now, let, let's assume that's true. We also believe that there could be more SEC dudes looking mm -hmm. at Alabama if that happens. Mm -hmm. My question to you is, um, without – and you may have some inside info that you yeah. can't just throw out there and understand Without doing that, I just want to know who would Jimmy Stein like to see transfer oh. into Alabama that could legitimately help um, that would be, um, you know, that, that works within the confines of the depth chart, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and, and my answers will not be inside scoop by that. So, so no one needs to take this as, oh, Jimmy says this, this is the guy that's going to hit the portal and, and be at Alabama. No, I'm just saying literally if it's free agency and we can get anybody we want, who would we want? And I love that question. Um, I would start with, okay, what's the biggest question mark on the team uh, in terms of where would we need immediate help and that that's where I would start and and to me the the answers to that are offensive line uh so I would look at a lineman uh I'm not sure who would be out there I'm thinking mostly in the conference loop simply because this we we've been free to take players out of the portal all along who played in other conferences <laughs> That, that rule's been on the books for a while. We're free to do it. We already did. We took To'o To'o and Jamison Williams, even the punter from Troy, Jack Martin. So uh, so in, so I'm, I'm thinking in answering your question, I'm going to focus on in-conference guys because that's the rule that's changing coming up. So what offensive linemen might be uh, – Considering Alabama, and I, I I I don't know the I don't know the answer to that, but I got a I got a good answer. I mean, I know who I would want, who I think is possible. It's that dude at Kentucky. Uh, I think it's Kennard, Daring Kennard, I believe yeah. is his name. Uh, yeah. He is a first team All SEC guy. He's a guard. He's at Kentucky. 
you might could sell him on, hey, uh, everybody knows you. You are an all-conference player. Now, do you want to come to Alabama and, and, and win a championship and, and really perform for NFL scouts? So, Kennard at Kentucky. Because, and I would say he's not the best offensive lineman in the league that's not at Alabama. The answer to that question is that cat at Texas A&M, Kenyon uh, Green. Um, yeah. That guy is really good. But why would he leave A&M to come to Alabama that doesn't make sense to me as to why he would, because he has no connection to Alabama. The Kennard kid at Kentucky, maybe he comes just because, hey, you know, I've done enough here at Kentucky and we're six and six. And at Alabama, I can win a national championship and they have more of a history of putting linemen in the first round. So uh, my answer on the offensive line is Kennard. I have an, an, another question mark on the team that we somewhat filled with Jamison Williams. I'm not sure I'd be done at wide receiver. <laughs> And if we get a wide receiver from inside the league, how about Trey Burks at Arkansas, who's probably the best receiver in this conference? I think he's a projected first-round pick next year. You sell him on, hey, you, you, know, you think you're a first-round player? You want to play with K.J. Jefferson as your quarterback or Bryce Young? You know, and, and you can sell him on, we can really show you off. You know, and at Arkansas, they, they struggle to do that. So – those two names are, are what come to mind. Uh, but here's here's Nick Saban uh, as an aside to that. <laughs> Nick Nick may be interested in in guys at positions where we already have dudes. Nick's always trying to increase the talent level. And frankly, as much as I love Bryce Young, and I do love Bryce Young, I'm practically in love with Bryce Young. Uh, I think we can do great things with Bryce, and I look forward to Bryce being the quarterback. But how do you turn away Carson Strong from Nevada? You know, he, he's he's going to be a first-round quarterback, and he plays at Nevada. You would think you could sell him on, hey, if you want to cement your spot in the top ten, come play at Alabama, you know, this fall, and, and not Nevada. So while my answers are Kennard at Kentucky and Trey Burks at Arkansas, Nick Saban's probably thinking, well, why can't we get that quarterback at Nevada that everybody talks about? Yeah, yeah I, I get that. Um... And if you wanted to go that route, I, I thought your answer was going to be Matt Corral there for a second. Um, but, you know, huh. the thing with, with Matt Corral at, at Ole Miss, I think he only works at Ole Miss. I don't think he works at Alabama because he's going to be a guy who wants – he's a gunslinger who wants to throw it all over the yard and doesn't, he doesn't seem to have a lot of uh, regard for interceptions because he threw a ton of them against Arkansas last year. And um, – so I feel like I don't know that he's an Alabama quarterback. I don't mean that as an insult. I mean it like mm -hmm. Nick Saban wants a really talented quarterback who also doesn't make mistakes. Matt Corral makes mistakes. Now, maybe he's a victim of his surroundings, but um, I think mm -hmm. I just don't feel like he'd be a great fit for Alabama. So while I think he's going to – I predict him to be the SEC player of the year, Matt Corral. I predict Will Anderson to be the SEC defensive player of the year. But – I think Corral is going to put up fantastic numbers because, number one, they're always going to be behind because their defense sucks. And, number two, Lane Kiffin's going to try and win the Heisman Trophy for a quarterback if he can. So, um, I think that's what's going to happen. But I don't think he'd be a great fit at Alabama. That's what's weird. And, you know, I've been trying to think, okay, who would I want to transfer in from in the conference? And, I mean, you could say somebody like um, – Oh, I don't know. One of the Isaiah Spiller, but you know, I, I yeah. feel Cortank Bigsby. I feel good about our running backs. I, I don't. 
Yeah, I think I think Tank Bigsby's the best running back in the league. I believe that'd that. be hilarious. How hilarious would that be? <laughs> if the It'd best be funny. player at all, if the best player at Auburn says, ah, "I'm going to go play at Alabama," and I don't mean this in a in an insulting way, even though I think any Auburn fan listening would take it this way. I don't know that there's anybody else on Auburn's team that I'm like, yeah, I, he makes us better. Um, you know, it, it, at the risk of uh, disrupting the locker room. Like, I, I think Owen Papo is a good player. But do I think he's better than Christian Harris? I do not. Do I think he's better than Henry Toho Toho? I do not. So, um, I, I think that I don't know that I necessarily want to bring him in at the risk of disrupting the locker room. Tank Bigsby, I might take a chance on him yeah. because I think I'd Tank take Bigsby. I, I would too, but but listen, my point is, yeah. we've got a a great room of running backs. I don't know that any one of them is as good as Bigsby, but I think uh, to, as a whole, they're definitely better. So why disrupt the whole thing for a dude that's right. obviously right. got to be the man? I think that Tank Bigsby is is a running back who is the man. Whereas we can go see, more platoon right now and be okay. See, I think now I agree with you. Jimmy agrees with you. I wouldn't take any. I love our running back room. We have seven. Uh, I really like uh, really every one of them for, for one reason or another. I like all of them. I don't want to disrupt it. I'm actually higher on Brian Robinson than most of our fans are. And I'm, I'm pulling for Brian and I'm really hoping that he has a monster uh, senior season and is rewarded for coming back. But so I'm with you, Luke. I, I don't want to take anybody, including Tank Bixby. However, I can so easily see an offensive staff meeting right now at Alabama. Let's just say that Bixby's high school coach has been on the phone with Alabama going, you know, my guy would kind of like to be at Alabama if y'all would take him. I can see just the simple conversation in the offensive staff room with Nick asking Robert Gillespie, Robert, yeah. um, who's uh, who's going to take the first snap of the first quarter against Miami? <laughs> Who would you say right now? And Robert Gillespie would say, oh, Brian Robinson. He goes, well, Robert, uh, let me ask you in your professional opinion as a running back coach in NCAA football, who's a better Brian Robinson or Tank Bixby? Yeah, I agree. And Robert would go, oh, oh Bixby. Then Nick's like, then we're going to go get Bixby. Yeah, no, and, and you're right about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, oh, it's I totally so get Nick. Yeah. I, but here's yep. the, the caveat is, and, and I'm not arguing that Brian Robinson or anybody in our running back room is better than Bixby. I don't think they are. Um, but I my point is, I think if you brought Bixby in, you disrupt the locker room so yep, bad as I'm do. passing this huge-ass truck. That, um, you do. That's why I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's that's my point. I really, yeah. really, really like Tank Bixby. Um, but anyway, I guess the only one I can think of, and this is a guy that has been, you know, there have been some rumors out there, is somebody like a McKinley Jackson on the defensive line. Right. That's I, I can't think of anybody else, uh, or you know, yeah. that's reasonable or that's um, justifiable. Like, okay, if you said, hey, Derek Stingley wants to come to Alabama, you can bet your sweet ass I want Derek Stingley here. He, he's right. awesome. But Derek right. Stingley's not leaving LSU, so I, I don't right. think that makes a lot of sense. So I, that wouldn't work. But somebody my, like Mackenzie Jackson is from, from Mississippi, that makes some sense. It does. And my answer about the defensive lineman, 
would be very similar to your answer at, at, uh, when we talked about running back. I realize we don't have a star. We don't have, you know, the true star defensive lineman at A&M isn't McKinley Jackson. It's DeMarvin Leal. I mean, DeMarvin Leal is probably the best defensive lineman in the SEC. So to use him as an example, even Leal, to say nothing about McKinley, it's, yeah, he's better than what we got. But, you know, what we got is pretty good. And I don't want to yeah. screw it up. <laughs> I don't want to screw it up. I mean, I know that we don't – I'm not saying that our best – I don't even know who our best defensive lineman is. I'm going to say it's Tim Smith. I think Nick Saban would tell you it's, it's LeBron Ray or Phil Mathis, you know. But I, I'm going to say that, that they aren't nearly as good as Leal is. But we don't need Leal. We don't need – frankly, you know, we didn't even really need Toho Toho, to be honest, because I, I like Jalen Moody, and I think Moody's a good player. Now, is Moody as good as, as – no, he's not. And there was some discussion today on one of the boards, I think it was on Tiger Insider, where one or two people spoke up and said, I don't think Toho Toho is going to beat out Jalen Moody. I think that's going to be Moody's spot. Those people They're are wrong. crazy. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're just wrong. And I and I say that as a fan of Moody. I do like Moody. And I think had Moody been our starting inside linebacker, we'd be just fine. But the best player plays, and the best player is Henry. Uh, I, I have no, no doubt about that. As, as a guy that's watched Henry for two years, he he not only is a better player. Henry's as good as Christian, and Christian is probably a first round pick. So. I, 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 so, so based on the fact that we didn't really need Henry, but we did bring him in because it improves us, I'm not going to be shocked at all to see us bring in four or five guys that we just deem as, hey, these kids can help us. Now, where do you have the scholarships for them? Hey, I think maybe it's easier to negotiate with these transfer guys. The guys that want to be here, the older guys that have already been through recruiting, and they're like, hey, I'm close to the NFL. I want to go to Alabama because I want to play in the NFL. It might be easier to sell those guys on, we'd love to have you here. We think you'd start here. But to be honest, we don't have a scholarship for you until next season. So you're going to have to pay your own way for a semester. And uh, I think those guys hey, – hey, let's remember this. I know there's a lot of people out there going, Jimmy and Luke are nuts. They're talking about players like Henry Toa Toa walking on and paying their own way. That's nuts. Well, it was nuts, but you know what's changing this fall? The NIL rules. That's right. It, it could easily be that, like, well, you're going to have to walk on, but with the NIL rules, you're going to be making money even if you pay for tuition. You, know, you make so money and you get, hey, you make money and you potentially win championships, get rings, and even if you grow broke later, you can sell your championship ring on eBay. I mean, there's so many positives. Yeah, and those kids aren't kids anymore. I'm sure they qualify for loans. If you're yeah. if you're if you're Henry and you've got a you've got to make a, a twenty thousand dollar loan so you can attend one semester at Alabama for twenty thousand, as long as it's a student loan and you're making money off NIL and you're convinced you're a first or second round pick next April, does taking on a twenty thousand dollar loan stop you from doing what you really want to do? No. You know, so so I, I'm just saying that there are solutions to all these numbers. But, man, college football is getting exact. All these, you know, I'm going to blame it on the national media, whether it's Dan Walken or, or you know, Stuart Mandel or Pat Forty. I'm going to blame it on the, the national media made all these changes, whether it's NIL, whether it's college free agency. 
They insisted on this, saying that fundamental fairness dictates this has to be the way we do things. And me and you warned the whole time of unintended consequences. Like I said, the road, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think all of these rules are good intentioned. But my goodness, the unintended consequences that everyone's having to deal with now. And one of those unintended consequences is proven all conference players saying, I want to play at Alabama. You know, right. these kids, these kids, when they're 18, can be talked into an emotional decision. But now that they're 20 and 21 and just a year away from the draft, they're all making business decisions now. Now it's business decision time. I mean, I think just about all of us who went to college would admit we did better academically when we were seniors than when we were freshmen. You know why? It, it was it was nut cutting time, time to, time to do business, time to graduate and get a job. And, and football's the same way. These kids. Some kids that might have chosen someplace other than Alabama when they were 18 because they're like, ah, uh, Alabama looks hard. Looks like it'd be more fun over here, this place, and Alabama's kind of hard. Well, now those kids are older, and they're making business decisions, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to go play at Alabama. That'll prepare me for the NFL. All right, buddy. That's going to do it uh, for this episode. So uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.